Hello, I'm Hannah Jenna. And I'm Rachel Johnson, and welcome to Before and After, a body image podcast. We are here to discuss our ideas, perceptions, and beliefs about how we look and how we see others. We'll be looking at research and trends in the world of fitness and nutrition, as well as looking at our own biases related to body image and busting some persistent myths that abound in advertising and on social media. We hope to reach and captivate audiences of all ages and gender. So please help us out by subscribing and sharing. And if you like what you hear, we would very much appreciate you leaving us a review. Happy listening. Hello, everybody. Episode 32. Uh, some exciting stuff has happened since we last spoke. You went to Yosemite. I went to Big Bear. The CrossFit Open starts tomorrow. February's a big month. It's a big month. My friend from... The UK, I know I said England, but she's from Wales, so whoops. Uh-oh, she'd be upset. <laughs> My friend from the UK <laughs> is coming on Friday, and that's the first time I've seen anyone from the UK in over three years. That's crazy. So, yeah, some cool stuff. How was your trip? It was good. It was uh, e- exactly what I would have hoped for had I known to like visualize it that way. It was... Uh, well, I went to Yosemite for the first time ever. So epic national park. Um, can't believe I lived in California 16 years and had never gone there. Um, Quite shocking. Yeah, shocking. Um, but yeah, it was great. It was like the first day was uh, like 50 degrees. And then the last day I was there was like nine degrees. So mm-hmm. I got I got a full spectrum of California weather. It was kind of uh, like here. Two weekends ago, we were sunbathing in 80 degrees. Right? And today it didn't make it past like 54. Yeah. So that's basically for someone like you, that feels like nine degrees probably. I have been in my puffer jacket <laughs> with my heated blanket thing. <laughs> yes. And I was laughing at myself this morning when I was driving to the gym because um, I think our, our friend Jeanette was right behind me. And I was driving really slow. And I was like, she's probably going, what the hell is up with her along with all the other cars? And I was like, this is literally my warm-up. Yeah, I'm sitting your, in my car yeah, with my heated seat, my heated, steering, heated wheel. steering wheel, and the heater is on. And that is my definition of a warm-up. That is true. You know, we don't live very far from the gym. So I feel like sometimes, yes, my car doesn't even really warm up before... So you gotta I drive park. slow. Yeah. I'm yeah. unapologetically slow. <laughs> so if, if you see slow someone going Hannah. southbound on the 101 at like around sort of 6 45 a.m. No, 5 45 a.m. on a weekday. Yep. That's, just, you know. That's Hannah getting warm. It's just me oh, yeah. doing my warm up. Yeah. I, well, I actually thought of you on the, the, uh, the, 20 degree day and then it dropped to like nine overnight, but there was also a huge snowstorm. So we got like, I don't know. I think that region, some parts got like five, ten inches. So I thought of you snowboarding. We we were we were snowshoeing, which is great. Uh, we actually didn't need our snowshoes. We micro spiked mostly. But um, did y'all get any of that powder in Big Bear? No sign of any powder. Um, but there was there was white stuff stuck to the slopes. <laughs> there was white stuff on the slopes, and you slid there was down stuff it. you could slide down. <laughs> so we'll call it a win. Um, a win. definitely right. not the most epic snowboarding conditions but super fun nonetheless like always good to strap a plank to your feet and slide down a mountain yeah right it's fun I feel the same it's always good to I, I got to test out new hiking boots um I got to wear some new gear and test new gear that's always exciting and I think that's probably the most people I have seen in one place in a long time oh yeah 
President's Day weekend at the closest right. ski resort to LA. There's a lot of people. Yep. Yep. I mean, I was in one. I mean, I don't think Yosemite's, it's not the most visited national park, but it's close. And even in winter, you know, decent amount of people, but it was relatively uh, like few people given what Yosemite's like in the summer. But um, I also was kind of weirded out because we actually stayed in a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, it was a pet friendly hotel. So there was lots of dogs, which is awesome. There were also tons of kids. Not Slightly so awesome. less awesome um, <laughs> in terms of the amount of noise they make. <laughs> but <laughs> wouldn't that be great if you just have a hotel that you could have dogs, no kids? Yeah, I I literally was talking about that the other day. I was like, I was like, that would be really interesting, right? I mean, and and that makes sense. There are plenty of resorts out there that are like adults only, right? Mm-hmm. Like all inclusive places where it's like, hey, people that are here to. Have grown up fun, which usually just means they want to drink in peace. Or exactly. <laughs> so before we get on to this episode's topic, um, how are you feeling about the CrossFit Open? I am always excited about the CrossFit Open, but then also very just uh, uh, nervous. I guess. I mean, I mean, we've literally it, managed to like every, so every year the gym does like an intramural thing. And every year so far, it's been like, you know, four teams and some yeah. scoring system and like the pressure to do really, really well, well, yeah. as well as you can and possibly have to repeat <laughs> if you're, if your bestest enemy beats right. your ass. Right, yes. Um, but this year we've managed to turn it into purely like participation awards. The stakes are so low. Um, Guys versus girls, um, just kind of making it trying to get people to take part and not make yeah. it into something super stressful. I think that's um, what people need this year. And I mean, I think we, ta- I can't remember if we talked about this last year uh, during the open, but I mean, you and I are also, you know, we're, we're kind of each other's main competition. We're around the same age. We're the only ones kind of usually doing the RX thing in our age group. Um, and we're also remarkably good at predicting who's going to win each workout. So it's well, not even like, like with the CrossFit <laughs> Open, it's to date and who knows what this year will look like, but it's sort of traditionally like wheelhouse workouts. Like if yeah. it lands in your wheelhouse, you just crush you're it. You're golden. Yep. And if it doesn't, you hang on and survive. Yeah. yeah. And Sometimes like, you stare at an apparatus and can't do anything like, yeah. for five I minutes. mean, like it's so when it comes to like us, we know what we're each good at and it's pretty easy to predict yeah i mean there's yeah. a couple like that chest bar one which you were like a couple of years ago you totally predicted oh yeah that i would well, beat you you shredded your hands. and then i annihilated my hands and even though i tried to keep going yes. it was like a bloodbath it <laughs> literally quit. literally your blood was dripping all over the bar so my judge um, was basically every rep he marked it down and then handed me the paper towel was like uh, and was pulling faces like you know that you're not actually going to the games. You can't stop. But my ego was not about to let that happen until yeah. the point where it was just like you, you were it hurt. You slipping. Too? Oh yeah, like it was the amount slipping. of blood you were like. Slipping. And these are taped bars. This is that's oh. how bad it was. It was like taped bars, which are super grippy. Yeah. And I was like sliding off of it, and I was like, "This is silly. you and uh, what was it? Was it the 2020 games at Atlanta? Yes." Haley Adams and yeah. Brooke Wells, I think both. It was just like blood everywhere. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm aiming to not repeat that. Yeah. And I think that my ego is significantly less precious these days. <laughs> so probably at the mere hint of a blister, I'll right. be like, I'm done. There probably will be chest bar. I think statistically, right? Like there's almost always chest bar. Yeah. I hate um, those things. For but... Any predictions for workout? So like the what we're doing in our gym is like having a sort of every Thursday night we'll have one... Um, male coach, one female coach, one male athlete, one female athlete. Do a yeah. little throw down live on Instagram. Yay. Yes, um, that is good. And I'm fun. like going first tomorrow, which I'm yeah. kind of, I'm glad about. I think, I think tomorrow you're going to get to do double unders, which you love. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I mean, last year dubs came up in the first one. Well, that was double unders um, and wall walks, right? Yeah. Which actually, I mean, yeah. If that were the repeat workout, would you like that? Those are both yeah, in your real house. I feel like that, I that would actually, be fun. You'd have something to like look Although back I would at last like year's score and if it if they did repeat that, it'd be fun to have like a twist. Yeah. Like yeah. straight repeats or a little like I mean it's good good to measure progress, but like mm-hmm. it it'd be fun to my, my I would love something like super high volume, lightweight shoulder to overhead. Oh so yeah, situation. exactly. If and it were all the like wall walks, push press at a lightweight and double unders or something, that would be like all your wheelhouse. Like a hundred double unders, a hundred burpees, and a hundred shoulder to overhead at fifty five pounds. I'd be so happy. Wow. Yeah. Well, I we'd, probably we'd, wouldn't be happy. I mean, in, in the but moment. we'd all sit there and we'd be like, "Is she gonna do all one 100- hundred?" The shoulder to overhead unbroken. I bet you could. If it, if that grit. was the first movement, after the yeah. hundred. But burpees, if I had to do a hundred double unders, a hundred burpees, <laughs> then I'm pretty sure I would be doing yeah. so something like ten. Yeah. But yeah, who knows? But that could, yeah, I mean, the, I feel like the first one. Yeah, in the past, the first one has been something like like kind of quick and shouldery, and then the last one tends to be like the pull-ups or the thrusters. I mean, logic would suggest that you'd want to kick it off with something that's relatively doable, like not yes. super advanced gymnastics. Yeah, there's not going to or... be advanced gymnastics. They also don't shred your hands on the first week, right? Like, like, like usually be... pull-ups, muscle-ups, chest-to-bar don't show up early because they don't want people to ruin their hands until that last workout. Yeah, like you don't want that first one to just be soul-destroying. Yeah. So people who are there for yeah. the first time go, screw exactly. this. So I'm like last year, this. I mean, gosh, last year was, I still feel like most of us were still coming out of a, a, a very different training year of the first year of the pandemic. So, right, like I remember very clearly the first one. My double-unders were terrible. The one thing I could have been practicing throughout the pandemic, I didn't. <laughs> and wall walks were new. That mm-hmm. was a new move. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I feel like you're right. Like this first week is gonna be it's maybe, very simple. Not, not soul crushing, but but you know, I feel like fun, it's gonna be something can do doable. And if you send it, it will be absolutely god awful. Right. I think this yeah, is I this is the hard thing. Is like, and. You know, I know that even when I tell myself I'm not feeling competitive, there's something that switches I know. in that, like, three, two, one, go. <laughs> it's so true. So, like, I'm really curious about what comes out tomorrow. Like, whatever the workout is, maybe it's stuff I can do, maybe it's stuff that I can't do, I'm not good at doing, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I don't really care about that. I'm just, I'm more curious about how I show up. Like, 
Do I full send it or do I go, hey, let's make this for fun. I'm not going to spend tonight losing sleep over the workout and stressing about it and wondering whether I should redo or I just want to go and. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean, obviously I don't want to put undue pressure on you, but I do feel like one of the things I like about the way we're, we're doing it at the gym this year with like the Instagram live is like so many people at the gym really like watching you work out. Right. Like, like, I mean, you're, you are, I mean, not to say that like, that means you have to get a particular score, but like people get inspired watching. So if I basically, if I don't try hard enough, I mean, if you sandbag it, people are going to be like, what's wrong with Hannah? Like, Like, Leave. She's like, just yelling shame at me. Yeah. For shame. Shame. (laughs) Um, Please don't. So yeah. So not to put, it, it shouldn't be any additional pressure, but it, you know, it's still, uh, I don't know. I feel like. We, we are at, definitely making a spectacle of it, right? Like four people are going to be throwing down tomorrow night. People are going to be watching. So. Better be watching. <laughs> I'm going to suffer. Someone better yeah. be out there. Yeah. I mean, I'll be. Cheering it on. It, and I, I'll probably do it on Friday, I guess, with the rest of the classes. So I'm going to come into the gym you... Friday morning, 6 a.m. class to just. To drink, watch. Drink, drink coffee, coffee, help judge. <laughs> Maybe flush it out in the bike, depending on what it is. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But yeah. But anyway, that, that'll be fun. Um, By the time this podcast yeah. comes out, that will be, hopefully I'll still be alive. I've oh, yeah. I've it. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, and actually, because of, well, will it be over? It won't be over fully before the next one. But it's only three weeks this year. So we got uh, a quick open, relatively speaking. Anyways, uh, solid catch up. What are we talking about this week? We decided that, like, you know, we've done a few heavier hitting ones where I've, like, really (laughs) taken a deep dive into Rachel's goals and her whys and her tracking. And uh, we're going to take a left turn at the traffic lights from that. And some of, uh, we've done a couple of episodes, um, like, body images through the century and, like, diet trends, right? Diet trends. Basically, we, we needed we needed another Google research assignment. <laughs> so uh, we decided to take a look into um, fitness apparel. Yes. Um, over, I guess, yeah, I made it like a, my first entry I found was like 100 years ago. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, we're all big. I, actually, it got I got to thinking about this because I was speaking to one of the guys at the gym and they were like, I really don't understand why females buy so many gym clothes oh my like the guy was like i've had i'm wearing shorts that i've had for 15 years and i was like because you don't have to worry about your leggings being squat proof yeah yeah there's so many reasons what do you mean i was like squat proof there is nothing worse than and you know i hope ladies you're all squat proofing you know testing the squat proof abilities capabilities of your leggings you know and if you don't know what that means, when you're trying them on, spin around, look over your shoulder in the mirror, and squat to depth and see what you can see. Or not yes. see. It's actually, I prefer the method you actually kind of bend over uh, in front of the mirror and try to look between your legs and then do a little squat down. Um, so gents, as you yeah. can understand, this is not as simple as go into a store, buy shorts, leave. Wear shorts oh. for 15 years. And move on. Yeah. You, we, we have some testing to do. And it's always awkward, like, as a coach, 
there have been numerous occasions mm-hmm. where like a female in my class is like you know some kind of squat move squats down and you're like good lord yeah i can see so everything so here here's a here's a follow-up question to that what what do you do as a coach because i'm, I'm gonna just i'm gonna say this um for all of you ladies who might be listening to this episode uh I say you should go test because chances are that some of you are maybe who we're talking about right now, <laughs> right? Because it's true. I see it a fair bit in classes too, but I'm always like, what, what should I say something? Is it like when, you know, a good friend, you're chatting with someone and they have something stuck in your teeth? Some people appreciate you saying something. Right. But some people would get embarrassed and then it, you know, creates an awkward situation and I don't want to body shame anyone or like make anyone feel uncomfortable, especially because the gym is supposed to be a happy, safe, wonderful space. Yeah. I mean, it it is really difficult. And I think the answer kind of depends on the individual because some people, you know, would hear that and be like, yikes, thanks for telling me. Mm -hmm. Other people might retreat and never be seen again. Right. In the gym. Yeah, we would not And, you know, one hopes that, Obviously, as a coach, you know, you're staring at people's form. Like, the time when (laughs) you were overhead squatting and I was watching you and I was, like, literally staring at your hips, which are closely attached to your butt. Right, right. You know, which was dropping into a squat. So I'm essentially staring at your ass. (laughs) So if your leggings are in any way see-through, I'm going to see it. Yeah. Whereas one hopes that kind of like, you know, wear the damn shorts and all the rest of it, that people aren't, you know, other class goers yeah. are not there to be like oh good lord yeah that's very look true look at the lumps on when i'm working out as an ass crack i do not notice that when i'm coaching yes sometimes you notice those things but so i would say i don't know like i've seen a few where it's like you notice the sort of butt crack shadow but you, you would only really see it if you're like intently looking right, at somebody's right. form so you're kind of staring yeah. at their ass in which case, you know, I'll probably just let that pass. But I have definitely seen a couple where it's like, you know, yeah. it's it's just I'm surprised that those leggings are still kind yes. of Yes. Like I've together. seen ones where it's like they're like black leggings, right? Which is crazy because you some people think black are not the ones that are gonna you have to worry about being see through. They're probably the worst. I feel like they're the worst sometimes. And uh like right, like I've seen one where it's like, oh, like that person does a squat and I'm like, that is you know, yellow underwear with pink stars on it. So, so like, clear. Like, I've definitely told a couple of people, not during class, because I right. wouldn't oh, anybody yes, to be, like, yes, mortified. Yes, yes. Like, unless, like, I've seen someone's leggings start to rip, and, and oh, then I oh. have been, like, hey, hey right. FYI, one more squat, and you're putting on a show. Okay, that's fair. That's so I feel like that is yeah, kind of, like, you should probably move. be like, whoa! Um, especially if you're like me and you, you're underwearless. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> oh, commando. commando! What year? What year did that be? We'll get to that later. We'll what year that. commando became um, a thing? So I have definitely a couple of times at the end of class been like, "Hey, just so you know, like you can yep. your leggings are looking a little see through. Might be a little time to retire them. Yeah, to okay. retire those bad boys. So yeah, guys had not really um, the guy who I was speaking to at the gym." suddenly got a whole new perspective. I mean, it doesn't completely explain away, like, the sheer quantity of workout clothes that I've been known to buy in the past. Um, I mean, it's, but, a, it's, 
I think women tend to have more clothes than men in general. But I <laughs> so guarantee like... you, for the guy who said my shorts have lasted for 15 years, that even if I bought the best quality pair of leggings I could buy, mm-hmm. they would not yeah. be wearable to the gym in 15 years' time. I still have two pair of tights. My two earliest pair of Lululemons. You still have um, them? I still have them because... They are totally still wearable. They're a little bit big, like loose on me now, but... Um, do you wear them in the gym or do you just wear them for like so around the house? The reason I've kept them is they're they're kind of this like silky material. So I wear them in like those weird times where I take up running. Oh. Because right, like all my other softer ones, um, they kind of uh, wear in between the thighs if I do a lot of running in them. Okay. So I like the silky ones. They don't, they don't wear as much... Um, but, you I, know, I hold on to them for like I would random say times I think I'm a runner. <laughs> the squat test is important to perform like fairly regularly because mm-hmm. I recently like had a pair of like, they're high quality tights. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like weightlifting kind of stuff. And you know, they're my favorite. They're black. So they're really great for those times when you're lifting heavy and you might just pee yourself, pee yourself in the bottom of the squat or something. <laughs> like, you know, it happens. Um, and I just kind of assumed due to their age and like, the brand that they were probably a solid bet for a couple of years. Yeah. And then I think I was actually at home and just decided to give them a quick squat test. And I was like, whoa, yeah, these are not squat proof anymore, which was kind of soul destroying because I love them. Um, And then I was like, how many people have been staring at my butt crack going, yikes. (laughs) Well, I can say I've never noticed that in those leggings. Hopefully it's because we've been working out like in mornings and the light yeah. doesn't really like allow for it. But anyway, there we go. That just totally justified the purchases of new leggings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It also is why, you know, if you can, it is better to save up and buy a decent pair than Agreed. buy like the not so great pair. Um, because, you know. Yeah. There's, I mean, right? Like there's tons of stores that have very uh, cute and very cheap leggings, but I... I have found in my experience, those tend to be the ones you have to worry about the most. Um, so, yeah. with all that being said... Um, <laughs> How we... many decades have women had to worry about that? <laughs> well, so my research took um, me back, and I, I think, Rachel, you looked at some guy stuff. Um, I looked at both. Some I literally just found an article all about women's workout clothing throughout history, um, there wasn't much to be found before 1920s, which is where my research started. And I think really a lot of that comes down to the fact that exercise wasn't really a thing right. women, for women. women like it didn't wasn't, really do it. It wasn't something that was yeah. done. And what the hilarious thing about 19, the 1920s stuff that I found is that the exercising that is talked about for women is all mentioned in Good Housekeeping magazine. Right. Um, because basically there was there was there was one article called Exercise and Home Hygiene. Um, the value and need of exercise. It was all basically the whole it seems like the whole nineteen twenties and thirties exercise for females was directly related to just the vigor with which you did your housework. <laughs> And you will laugh okay, so when like, I get so into... So do you need squat-proof leggings to vacuum? Like well, you see, back then there was no stretchy spandex. There wasn't, yeah, that's true. That kind of stuff. So back in the 1920s, when 
washing windows and scrubbing the floor was your exercise. They had, uh, I saw like pajama sets and kimono inspired robes. And in this particular magazine mm. demonstrating exercises, there was kind of like reaches. So you'd like really? reach high to dust oh my or goodness. wipe a window. And then there was a picture. Pajamas? Of, like the, well, there was this picture <laughs> of this one woman wearing like a kimono robe and she was sort of standing on one leg, stretching one out in front of her or something. And okay. that was the exercise du jour. So it, I don't think you really had much requirement for spandex if you were just going to sort of stand yeah. and I mean, lean. I guess that's like a hundred years ago functional fitness, right? I mean, we joke that anyone who has to, you know, on an airplane, take their luggage from the ground and put it in the overhead bin, that's like a clean and jerk. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's there should be everyday tasks that sort of the gym prepares you for. So I guess that makes sense that that would be where it all started for women is. Almost completely opposite. (laughs) Like in 1923, I think also in Good Housekeeping, there was an article that said the value and need of exercise and the lady in the picture was wearing some kind of like lingerie setup, like a bodice suit sort of thing. That sounds pretty racy. And she was, she was like, she looked like she was kind of doing a cat cow with a twist (laughs) so there was some twisting in lingerie um certainly nothing that you would wear in a crossfit gym but then at some point in the 1920s the gym suit appeared oh and so these ladies while they were doing their good housekeeping were wearing long sleeve blouses with the sailor collar yes yes and like bloomers which were kind of like tucked in like sewn in a way that it looked like they were wearing a skirt but they were like wearing bloomers to protect their modesty and of course most of this stuff is made of wool which just freaks me out the thought of like working out i mean obviously leaning and twisting and wiping windows is and this is all still just in the home right yeah this this is not like anything they'd wear outside of the home I don't think so. I think, you know, you were still at night in the 1920s. You know, your exercise was yeah. pretty much home-based. Because I feel like the, the earliest thing I found in my research for women was around that time as well. There was a little bit earlier, but um, it seemed like the only thing women, and this might have been what they were allowed to do or just what they chose to do, was um, like tennis. Oh, yeah, that was right. Tennis. So all the outfits I found from that era were basically what women wore playing tennis. And I think tennis so was one of the, the original sort of sports that like started like fitness fashion. Yeah. It was not like Coco Chanel or somebody started to like design or some. There was a French designer mm-hmm. who was designing outfits for the tennis, like the female tennis yeah. player. And basically, yeah, it was like really cute dresses. They all changed in length over the years. Um, but I guess even today, female tennis players wear skirts. And when... and in Wimbledon, it's very strict. Right? They have rules still mm-hmm. on the, the length. But I did see one picture of a tennis player in the 20s. And she was wearing like pointy-toed shoes. <laughs> and like the skirt came down below her knees. And I think she had like a blouse on with like a sort of a bow around her neck. And she was sort of diving forward in this like super dainty way with her wooden tennis racket. Yes. I will. Yes. I think like from what I found from the 20s all the way up into like the 60s, 
um, women wore lots of like collars. So like the sailor collar, mm -hmm. a collar tied in a bow. Everything was like buttoned up and collared stuff. Yeah, a lot of well. like a lot of material. A lot of material. Like, I mean, given like way. the sport that we do, CrossFit, like female, like some females who I won't mention, who are CrossFit Games athletes. I'm barely covering the necessaries. Yes, I mean it. Yes, we've certain sports have gone very much the opposite direction now of the, the you least amount of fabric possible. If you came straight out of the 1920s and you went to like watch the CrossFit Games, you'd just be like, "What is even I, happening?" Yeah, yeah. So yeah, generally in the 1920s, it seems like if you were a female, you played tennis, or you just did housework. Yeah, in your yeah, woolen sailor collared blouse and bloomers. Yep. I mean, bloomers. That just, like, the whole setup makes me, like, itchy. <laughs> it does. Well, and you also think of, like, how sweaty... I mean, granted, yeah, you got to do some vigorous vacuuming and stuff to work up a sweat, probably, but depending on the time of year... Um, well, I guess they didn't have vacuums. Did they have vacuums in the 20s? Uh, Maybe they were just sweeping vigorously. Or, like, on their be? hands and knees scrubbing the Okay, floor. scrubbing and mopping. That's a good question. I did not look up when vacuums were <laughs> but i know that like the reason i always think of vacuums is that things like apple watches and, and activity trackers now um you can select vacuuming and housework as as one of the activities for it to track because uh okay. you know especially we have a fancy new vacuum now but our old vacuum that thing was heavy like really like dragging an old heavy vacuum over like yuck shag carpet like that's a workout your uh, downstairs neighbors must have loved that <laughs> yeah yeah i've always wondered what it's like <laughs> so um the 1930s there began a trend to work out in swimwear and swimwear was also necklines <laughs> um so there was like the sailor collar was like very sort of v-neck um so they that also kind of moved into like a V-neck gym suit, and then the the V-neck thing became like buttons. Like I can't even imagine like having a workout outfit that was you had to button yourself into. Yeah, there were so many buttons. It was like buttons and pleats. Um, and I will say around that time as well for the men, it was lots of turtlenecks, which also sounds very uncomfortable for working out. What? Yeah, yeah. From like the late eighteen hundreds, like some of the ones I found for men are like like 1895 um right like playing baseball and stuff like that but they would have full turtlenecks i feel like regardless the, of season the pace of sports was significantly different like we're used to sort of finely tuned athletes at the top yeah. of like you maxing out human capabilities like full sending it and i feel like sports were a lot more kind of civilized and you know polite back then yeah but still like the thought of like wearing a button-down shirt in summer even though i'm not a sweater like that that feels like it would get really gross yeah it just does not seem comfortable uh i did find the picture i wanted to show you this is um a, a 1905 athletic club they wore diapers outside their pants oh wow why unsure like, not even really an explanation of what they were for, but that is what they wore in the gym. These sort of white diaper things that laced up in the front over black tights. I actually did see a picture, moving forward to the 1980s, with, like, leotards with, like, some kind of, like, underwear, bikini bottom type thing on top. 
So maybe that's just like one of those themes that keeps right? coming back. Maybe, but that Perhaps came back for women or for men? For women. Yeah, so this is men like in 1905. But If we stick in fitness for long enough, maybe yeah. we'll get back to it. And then we'll think it's really cool. <laughs> um, when I got to the 1940s, obviously wartime, um, women were being more encouraged to like, to think about fitness, you know, if they wanted to be drafted, it made me laugh. Like if they, you know, they wanted to be drafted to be like a nurse or a, you know, a oh, cook yes. or something for yes. the army. Not like, would you like to be a soldier? Right. But like, you know, um, so women were being encouraged to work out more and working out clothing started to look more like long sleeve white shirt and shorts. And the most hilarious thing I read, um, in a magazine article which featured ladies in their long sleeve white shirt and shorts was that again like fitness kind of got related to household chores um so vig apparently vigorous window washing <laughs> gives you better boobs and oh like less chance of like the old bingo wing so like firm arms and better boobs so interesting like if if you ever get stuck at home and you're looking for an exercise, Just vigorously wash your windows. Okay. For boobs and arms. Boobs and arms. Um, I'm not sure what happens if you're a dude and you vigorously wash your windows and you get a solid well, set of pecs. Dudes definitely were not washing windows back then. Um, and then <laughs> you know you like to do your power abs, mm -hmm. but if you're in the 40s, vigorously waxing your floor is what was recommended for better abs. So now holding a plank and doing arm circles. Oh. What you could do, you need to go home, put on a long sleeve white shirt. This is what's also hilarious. Like though, I literally, if I was wear, if I wear something white, I give myself less than one minute before it's dirty. I'm certainly not choosing to wear a white shirt with long sleeves if I'm gonna yeah. clean anything. You know, I feel like when I was in middle school, our gym clothes, like we always had to change, you know, for mm -hmm. gym class. I think I feel like it was always white shirts. It was weird that it was something that got so dirty easily. Yeah, because the school was responsible for like cleaning it all. I think. So yeah, hey, fitness tips: white shirt, shorts, vigorously wash your windows for your boobs, and wax the floor for your abs. Okay, all right. They didn't this mention anything right. about like butt or legs, so I'm assuming that wasn't really a thing well, to focus on back then. But uh, still, an outfit that I cannot really fathom working out in no does not does not sound ideal but yeah i mean in the 40s i don't know the, the pictures i found from the 40s were like for men they all basically the same they just men have been wearing shorts and tank tops like since the 20s and that's kind of it oh. um great picture i found a great picture of james dean uh he played basketball uh, wearing Chuck Taylor's sneakers, which I thought was funny because that was also the shoe of choice for a lot of early CrossFitters. Yeah. Um, right? For lifting, like just a solid flat And they're now shoe. getting demonized because apparently they're too narrow in the toe box and everybody's all about toe spacers Yes. Now. Oh, yeah. It's so, all about toe spacers. I've got a wide toe box myself. I'm, I'm, I'm into that trend. But, but yeah, I mean, Chuck, Chuck's, that's, that's what... Uh, People so, have been wearing that for a hundred years to work out in. <laughs> by the 1950s, we're starting to get a little glamour injected into the female workout. I saw this one picture in a magazine, and it was about four or five women 
And they were wearing like what I would imagine somebody would go out for lunch in Monaco wearing. Oh, <laughs> like okay. A, I have a very clear picture. It was of like that. An, uh, some kind of knitted boob tube type top and tailored shorts. And then, you know, another gym suit. But none of it looked like. Something it, like this? Yeah. That's the picture I found. And in, this was a, a women's magazine that I found this in. And um, I also found this in a few places. They were called play clothes. Yeah. I, so I it wasn't like suits. working out or fitness. It's play. When, I kind of like that. Play, play, play suits. suits. Um, pedal pushes were popular. Bermuda mm-hmm. shorts. And surprisingly short shorts. I saw a few pictures. I was like, oh, okay. Right? And men were, were wearing really short shorts back then too. That is a good question. Like, at what point of short is too short for a man short? Well, in the 1950s, uh, right around, yeah, 1950 is when um, men basically started lifting weights in, like, Speedos. Um, so I don't, I don't even really think that's considered a short. Um, but, yeah, around 1950 is when, um, as this article put it, uh, bodybuilders and weightlifters at this time preferred to stick to banana hammocks <laughs> and singlets. So singlets, we still see mm-hmm. that all the time in weightlifting competition, um, which kind of makes sense. So it's like a, a unitard that's, that's short shorts or biker <laughs> length shorts with, you know, connected to the top. Um, but Wouldn't yeah, that be that amazing was, um, if like Noble came out with a unitard for male competitors at I the mean, CrossFit Games? Leo has right, like like Leo's got the weightlifting, uh, the singlets, and yeah. So yeah, this this picture of men lifting lifting weights in their um, speedos was was Yikes. interesting. So there is no too short for men apparently. Until you I mean, get like to the speedo underwear. has made a considerable comeback. Oh yeah. Well, Speedos, like, I mean, they've really caught on this side of the ocean. Europe, Europe has, European men have, right? Have really let go. Speedos, Speedos are just standard swimwear for men in Europe, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of slightly varies from the country, but yeah. Like the I mean, Germans. You were... go to a beach in France or Germany or something, it's like, that's... You're, I remember when I was weird in, if you're the one in like board shorts. If I was in when I was in Turkey and there was I mean there was like a lot of speedos, but a lot of like thong speedos too. Yeah. Where it was okay. like okay. yikes and right. really hairy butt cheeks. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> off so, topic. Off topic. <laughs> well, <laughs> so if you're gonna have, if you're gonna wear a thong speedo, wax your butt. All right. Um, top tip. But in the late fifties for the ladies. A very fine and sort of fashion-defining workout item first started to appear. The leotard. The leotard. It came. It, it came out that early. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because I mean, that really had its heyday in like the eighties and nineties. I mean, like I don't know, like the fabric quality or what they were using. So I don't know how comfortable mm-hmm. the leotards of the late fifties were. And I'm sure that a lot of them were kind of. Had shaping in them and stuff to give you the the right looking physique. <laughs> uh, if you want to know what that is, refer back to refer to the other podcast on uh, ideal body but types. The leotard really became kind of like a staple because in the nineteen sixties, the leotard took off like the V neck thing mm-hmm. that came from the sailor thing became a round neck, um, and obviously crazy colors and patterns. And I think the leotard sort of started to make its way into like everyday life 
But and like, I wonder if that was tied to, right? I mean, because that was also the era of some really amazing, like, Olympic gymnasts, right? Like, I feel like when I think of classic old school leotards like that, I also think of just gymnastics of the last, like, you know, 40, 50 years. And if we refer back to our podcast on, like, body images, the 60s was, like, Twiggy. Like, Twiggy. stick thin, oh, yeah. like, you know, the kind of people that would be walking around in leotards and, you know... They're not big people. They're not like there's yeah. not lumps and bumps. They're just skinny waif like yeah. leotard. The lumps wearing... and bumps are just like their ribs. <laughs> yeah. Um, the seventies. They didn't like the seventies. Was kind of just like hanging on to the sixties, but in a muted sort of a way. But they did go back to a deep V neck on their leotards. Yeah. The kind of wrap around situation, but you know the leotard was still like, and I and by this stage. Working out for ladies had gone beyond vigorous housework and twisting. That was more like you know, dancing and right. We gymnastics. weren't quite to jazzercise, but it was close. Get so, close. Interestingly, it, it it was also around the time. So deep V necks in tank tops for men around that time too. I'm trying to picture that mm -hmm. a deep V yep. tank top. Yeah. And, and also a hairy like, chest and a yeah, chain. Yeah, for the <laughs> Europeans, absolutely. Um, wow. Well, it would be an interesting time to go back. I'm trying to think of now, like, these outfits in terms of, like, the sports that I do and that I watch and how hilarious it would be to try and, like, oh yeah, do the kind of things we do wearing this kind of stuff. And uncomfortable. Um, oh, there was a good one that came out in the late 70s called the... Exosuit. Oh, this is what I was talking about. The exosuit, which sort of sounds like something Exorcism? to do with the poltergeist. Yeah, it's like um, okay. exercise the demons clean out of you by yes, wearing different kind exosuit. of exercise. So this is this is what I was thinking when you were talking about the picture of like the guys wearing like diapers on yeah. the outside. Yeah. So the exosuit was a leotard, of course, but under boxer shorts or like drawstring pants. Um, so like, I think it progressed to just like, you would work out wearing your leotard and like a pair of sweatpants or something. Okay. Yeah. Or like short shorts, but there were definitely a couple of pictures where it looked like someone had, was wearing a leotard in one color and then had pulled on underwear of a different color over the top of the leotard. Got it. And then as you branched out into the eighties, you matched your leg warmers oh to gosh. the, what looked like underwear on the outside of your leotard. Yeah layers those were the best i mean basically yes when you suggested this as a topic the first thing i googled was um jesse spano from saved by the bell because there are some amazing episodes of that show and granted that's like early 90s um of of some truly exceptional leotard leg warmer outfits i like leg warmers i, I mean i think they've made a comeback i think at times, I don't know if, I don't think now is that time, but I definitely recall, I don't know how many years ago it was, but Athleta, which is like, you know, a modern catalog. I think it's the same company as like Gap and Banana Republic, but it's all the fitness mm -hmm. side of it. Um, they, they have sold leg warmers. And I watched an uh, Instagram post that my gymnastics coach put out recently and she was wearing leg warmers and I was like, oh, I kind of like that idea. Okay. Like, what was a sort of silly? Like, I, I mean, my first, I guess, exercising sport thing that I did was dance. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's, 
I used to love, like I did, I was never that keen on the ballet outfits, but like tap dancing and modern dancing, I had like a long sleeve, like long, like full length leg leotard. Yeah. And like this cool glittery belt. And then I had leg warmers. My goodness. And my tap and my modern shoes. And I felt so freaking cool. Yes. <laughs> I had like black sparkly leg warmers. And like this like, <laughs> I think it was like a turquoise sort of glittery, the the leotard full suit thing. And that I just, sounds amazing. Do you have pictures of I mean, that? I'm sure somewhere. Like, oh. my ballet outfit, I always look super... Next time your mom's in town, I'm going to have to ask. But, yeah, that's <laughs> where I felt, like, the bee's knees. Yeah, I do. I mean, it's true. Like, leg warmers. I mean, now I feel like our... I don't know. Like, our knee sleeves are kind of like leg warmers. I mean, I have to say... <laughs> obviously, when I was a kid, I was, like, straight up and down. And now, like, I've got an ass. When my knee sleeves are, like, around my ankles... I feel like it balances out like the ratios a little better. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and and they do keep that whatever part of your leg they're on, whether you're pulling them down your ankle or not. I mean, I think uh, I think we should warm. bring back the leg warmer. Yeah. CrossFit leg warmers. Um, I definitely have a pair. They're I've, like I've fashion ones, though. They've got like little bobbles. They're like cable knit. I've got a pair of like cable knit Ugg ones. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's let's give it a shot. Bring them back. <laughs> um. So the '80s, obviously, we're talking about it. leotards and leg warmers. The '70s were like muted version of the '60s, but in the '80s, oh, you yes. get the glitter, and then you remember wet look. Yes. Wet look came in, and there were stripes, and there were dots, and they had geometric patterns, and it was kind of like. The 60s woke up again and yeah, barfed and everything up. And brighter we... colors and, yeah. Um, and then just by way of comparison, um, pretty much the exact opposite. Men in the 80s, I found this fabulous photo of Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, pretty much just worked out in sweatpants. Like, this was the oh, I thought he was era. wearing jeans and doing the splits. I was like, you mean, like, stretchy jeans? No, he just, just straight up, like, basically from the 60s through the 80s, so many of the photos I found, men are just, they they skip the shirt altogether. Okay. No more button up, no more turtlenecks, just bare chested no with um, sweatpants or shorts that look pretty much exactly like what guys wear to the gym now. That's probably when so, like the transition, thinking about our last podcast, um, where we did this kind of stuff, where like guys sort of went from dad bodying to yeah. abs. Right? Well, yeah, this, this is definitely like the 80s, 70s, 80s. That was when like, hard body like uh, pumping iron that's that's when it caught on so and John Clumba that I, I remember that growing up like that was like him doing the hot. splits yeah that was like that was I think that's probably like the first time I saw cause, you know in dance and gymnastics sort of you know acceptable that guys do splits he yeah was probably one of the first guys that wasn't like you know, I'd seen in gymnastics or dance that right. do the splits. So I was like, he was, whoa, he was like the manliest man to ever do the splits at that time. Right. Like it was like all of his action movies and like that was yeah. on the gauge of manliness. I, the right? splits was I mean, and, you, and you look at, and you look at this photo and he's just got sort of, a goofy smile and you're like, what's cheesy the manliest flexing. man we'd ever seen? Well, during like. And, like, the sideways splits. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's very, I mean, very impressive. Respect, um, dude. Mad respect. But, I I mean, I will say, so So in the research of men's side, this article I found went right from Jean-Claude Van Damme just doing the splits in his sweatpants. 
Um, that was 1988. The next one in the article was 1994. Um, so only six years later, the most dramatic transformation of what was trendy for men because the early 90s gave us Richard Simmons. Oh, dear who Lord. brought the short shorts in bright, all the fabulous bright colors of the 80s that women were rocking and the sequins dance outfit Richard Simmons was doing with his tank tops and short shorts. Um, so That actually just reminded me, and I don't know whether this would be the 80s, probably more likely the 90s because I remember it, but there was a guy on British breakfast tv called mr motivator was he like richard simmons-esque war so he was like this he i think he was pretty tall super flamboyant i don't know if he was gay or not like you know black guy who wore like the brightest colors and it was like head to toe he would have a little cap on like one of those cyclist caps yes and then he would have like lycra outfits that had like He'd like sometimes have badges pinned to him or like pom poms or just like it was just like some a, a kid with a craft box kind of that's just amazing. That makes glue me on so him happy that the UK but also had like a his, his thing that he always had was a fanny pack or as we'd call it a oh. bum bag. And okay. I don't know what he kept in there, but he would always do like his kind of I guess it was probably like a five minute segment or something like with Mr. Motivator and like. You could just knew that like housewives across the country were getting were just up and like swooning Mr. Motivator well. was there and he just he had one of those he had he had the best smile. He had like this huge grin and these like bright white teeth, which for a Brit is always surprising. Right? And he just was relentlessly optimistic. And the outfits were so ridiculous. But I think he actually like had a bit of a following and a trend and like that whole kind of like lycra mishmash of stuff yep. with the fanny pack was a look. I mean, and I do love that like it sounds like oh my sorry, I just Googled um uh, Mr. Motivator. Let me see if um, my memory of him is correct. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, right. Look at the outfit. Oh my goodness. Okay, that is like, I mean, even Richard Simmons. I mean, those outfits would not have worked on wow. a pasty white guy, right? Whoa, that is amazing. And look at his double-decker scrunch socks. And doesn't he have, like, an incredible colors. physique? Oh, the scrunch socks. The scrunch socks. I mean, that's what I was rocking at that time, too. Oh, he's amazing. Okay, I'm so happy the UK had this at the same time we had Richard Simmons. I literally just... Just, I forgot about it. I didn't even think about it. He wasn't in my research. He just popped into my head then. Mr. Motivator. He did jazz hands, just like Richard oh, yeah. Simmons, too. Like... Yeah, because that's what Richard Simmons did, right? I mean, he was just like, he got everybody up out of their chairs to like, I don't even know what kind of exercise you would call it that he was encouraging people to do. But I would so. love to ask Mr. Motivator if he like loved those outfits. Yeah. I mean, that's basically a singlet. He's wearing a weightlifting singlet in like a tropical tropical neon color print um yeah i mean i'm gonna send these pictures to fleo like my favorite leggings brand and be like look at was it does mr it say, was motivator he, was he 80s or 90s um let's i mean it's see. like very 80s fashion but i feel like 90s was kind of a bit like the 70s where it just sort of the 80s rolled on through i mean let's see this is this is an article in the hereford times oh 
Yeah. Google, it's worth Googling oh, Mr. Motivator. Definitely Google Mr. Motivator. I feel please. like that would be a great Halloween costume for somebody. <gasps> they brought him back during the pandemic. No way. Mr. Motivator was brought back to the TV screens when he joined BBC's Health Check UK Live to keep Britain fit in lockdown. Please tell me he was still wearing those outfits. He rose to fame in the 90s. So, oh, 90s. so just like, yeah. Early 90s, just, oh my goodness, we got to find these videos. Okay, we're going to share these. We're going to share these with our listeners. There you go. Be be more like Mr. Motivator. So that's pretty crazy to think where, you know, when you look at his outfits, like from our 1920s sailor collar wool right. <laughs> buttons to Mr. Motivator's jazz hands and crazy neon. But it's also like, just think about the advances in fabric and... You know, but in the 1920s, you were probably thinking about, like, how do I make this wick my sweat? Right. <laughs> but Mr. Motivator's outfits look like they are sweat wicking. That looks like a lot of spandex and, um, yeah. Because I was Polyester. trying to think, like, I didn't, I don't think I really went, my, my only kind of exercising attire in the 90s was my school uniform gym clothes. Yes, yeah, gym clothes, right? Which was like a netball skirt. And a polo shirt. Oh yeah, I think I and had we wore polo that for hockey game. and netball. And then yeah. I did rowing, but I don't remember what. If we, oh rowing, you got like rowing shorts and then a vest type thing. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I didn't go to a gym when I was in yeah. the nineties. No, I mean for me in school it was just like those very generic like. I guess you'd call them running shorts. They weren't tight. They were a little bit loose, um, kind of balloony. Like, I feel like the nineties wasn't really just like a t-shirt. It wasn't really a decade known for its fitness trends. It was more like no. heroin chic, and I mean, I was far more interested in trying to sneak alcohol and smoke cigarettes than I was like working right. out. Right, like my gym. Yeah, gym class. I don't. We did all kinds of things, I guess, but I. And like in gym really... for gym class, when we all got old enough to realize you could pull that time of the month excuse. <laughs> Right. And then we all got obsessed with like what, because there was a boys school across the river and it was like, God, what if they see us playing sports? It was like a bad thing. To play sports? And like nobody <laughs> wanted to ever wear shorts or like, it was oh weird. Oh my goodness. It was a weird time. Weird time. Yeah. 2000s. Did I go to the gym? Uh, I don't even remember what I wore back then. But I think the leg warmer phase was gone. Mr. Motivator was no longer cool. Yeah, Richard Simmons had, um, yeah, he had disappeared. Leotards were probably not so much of a thing anymore. No. Apart from, like, in dance and gymnastics. I mean, I feel like, I feel like in the 2000s that was, like, probably a little too, you know, it was probably, like, pre-Lulu, Lemon, and, like, that kind of thing. But I feel like yoga was kind of mm-hmm. up and coming. So, like, maybe just, like, the straight-up, like, leggings, right? Yoga pants. I definitely started wearing yoga pants, I think, in the in the aughts. And then I'm just trying to think, like, when I first started CrossFit in 2013, and the trend was, like, long socks. Knee-high socks, yep. And then almost every shirt that I had had some kind of, like, logo on it or saying like sun's out guns out. oh yeah some ridiculous yes <laughs> yes oh, i remember gosh, looking so back true. i thought i was so freaking cool because i just i'd been in the u.s um on a, something to do with boats and i had been to like the outlets i bought myself some <laughs> under armor running shoes yep which were black and pink 
And then I had this pair of like bright blue leggings and then like the, these white long socks that had like some blue on them. And then my Suns Out Guns Out shirt was orange. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I said it was something else I was wearing, but I thought I looked freaking the nuts. I was like, I look so cool right now. I'm doing this thing called CrossFit and this is my thing. And like that picture popped up on like a Facebook memory and I was like, dear Lord. <laughs> I mean, you did look cool. Back then, everyone else was wearing that too. So that was cool. But I don't know. In 2013, I definitely, well, A, I was not wearing any of the short shorts or anything when I started CrossFit. I I was probably one of those people just wearing like cheap, not squat proof leggings that I just got somewhere. Because <laughs> I, yeah, actually I did yoga before CrossFit. So it was probably just all my yoga clothes um, that transferred over. I wasn't, I definitely wasn't wearing any shorts. So like the knee high socks. I don't know if I ever did when I started CrossFit. I just wore like capri leggings all the time. Mm -mm. Yeah, I wore a lot of like uh, cotton just tank. Yeah. But I found yeah. them like, you just know. Very generic tank tops. And I mean, granted, it was when I started CrossFit that I started paying a lot more attention to sports bras. I couldn't really describe probably the sports bras I wore prior to CrossFit, but all of a sudden all those double unders and bouncing and jumping and you have to pay more attention to the bra too. I never really thought about like a sports bra from the past, but I can only imagine that like they could not have been itchy very wool. Itchy, <laughs> I was gonna say really. itchy wool with a yeah. sailor collar, with a sailor collar and some bows probably. <laughs> I mean, like I wonder when the first sports bra was invented. Oh, yeah. Google research for another time. Like how how many like vigorously polished floors were there before somebody went? Hang on a minute. Right. Well, what was it? Was Window, wash, washing. window washing was good window for the washing yeah when they would like window so, wash their boobs to a frenzy they were like oh yes, goodness I'm okay. gonna strap these things in <laughs> I do feel like uh you know back to the the weird ad you saw that seemed to have a woman wearing lingerie I do feel like probably not in the aughts maybe this was like in the 20 teens ish of uh like you know the like kardashian style workout wear that kind of went back to like tight things with lots of like holes cut in them or like cutouts and mm -hmm. kind of like working out in lingerie well <laughs> the one thing came like, full circle i think somebody gave me a pair like there was the i don't know it may still be a trend but it's it was probably bored about like a by a kardashian type person where they have like the little ruched bit and the shaping around your ass cheeks oh. Those are still in. Yeah, the butt-shaping leggings. And so, like, somebody had a pair and they didn't like them, so they gave them to me. And I, like, it was just so weird. Did and it lift and sculpt your bum? No, my, that, it, it was no match <laughs> for my ass. <laughs> hmm, that might be the quote that makes it onto the cover of this episode. <laughs> it was no, no match, match for, for my ass. ass. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's true. That definitely is something of the last like 10 years ish is like clothing that is advertised to like shape your body, right? So it's not the exercise that shapes it, it's the clothes that shape it. Or I was like, I saw somebody recently, um, the leggings were squat proof, to be fair, but the way the print was kind of laid out, it sort of made a heart shape around the yes. butt cheek and like 
and I can imagine for like an Instagram model who's yeah. like sticking their butt out and everything's yes. perfect, like that sort of works. But if you don't have like a perfectly rounded peachy Instagram butt, yep. you're just highlighting it's something very, and it's that very is a very strange trend. And that is something like there are multiple brands that I've seen in the last couple of years to come out that, and I think they actually call it, it's the peachy style. I'm pretty sure the peach emoji came first and then like leggings designers like just copied like, it. Yes, that's what led to these leggings. And you're right. You pretty much have to have like a very particular body type for it to look. And the worst thing is like, you know, like I don't if, you, supposed to, if you need to pee suddenly before a workout, so you run, you pee, you like you put, just yank your leggings up. And then they're not <laughs> like if you have this kind of ass shape printed, this slightly off center. <laughs> Then it looks like it's just plain awkward. It's like, what is happening? Back or there? you just look very asymmetrical. Like when you were watching me squat or something, you'd be like, your left side is, oh no, that's is just that a pattern the pattern on your leggings. Or is that your. Yes. The other thing that I really, the trend, and I do own one pair of these leggings, is like the seamless thing. And I get it, like they're trying to avoid like a camel toe situation. But like that whole like no oh, seam. totally seamless. I don't think I have any like that. It. It, it creates a weird appearance in the nether regions. Okay. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. I mean, I do feel like... You know how... Oh, you know like... considerations if you, men don't think about if either. If you it's take like the clothes off of a Barbie, right? And yes. And it's kind of just like this sort of flat front part. Right, like, because they don't have... Yes. They yeah. don't give it's, Barbie any it's kind sort of normal like anatomy. That. <laughs> and it's very weird. And like, so I, I bought this one pair, like really nice leggings, like sort of thick warm wintery leggings mm-hmm. that are like that and then I put them on and I'm like oh that's just odd I mean in theory it should work and I like where their head's at yeah yeah because there's nothing worse than sort of looking down and being yikes I'm trying to pull your leggings right. out the front wedgie the front um. wedgie but it just, it just looks odd and I've never seen you know even in perfectly poised Instagram models with these kind of leggings I've never looked at them and been like oh yeah it's always like mm, yeah I don't I mean, I'm this whole conversation, I'm feeling increasingly grateful that it is true that, like, I literally don't notice any of this, though, when I'm working out. Like, people around me, I, I just, I never notice, um, which is good, because that means I hope people aren't noticing. If yeah, I'm any hopeful of that people are going to the gym and focusing on their workout and not being like, right. I mean, oh, your peachy butt leggings are slightly off center. Right? Totally Yikes. asymmetrical peachy butt leggings. Um, yeah, I mean, mostly I'm more worried about them noticing I've peed yeah <laughs> that's another thing that should be invented like the pee proof leggings uh it, it already exists really it, it, yes so that is a huge trend that has come out in the last couple of years of like uh period proof underwear yeah right? so underwear that. that absorbs your period so you don't have to use uh pads and tampons and things like that and those same companies um have at least a couple of them I've seen um now have like biker shorts and leggings that they are it's basically the same technology it can absorb lots of liquid um and that they've they finally recognize that oh wait this is a parallel market (laughs) women who have uh yeah like problems in the gym with a little bit of peeing um, I didn't so realize the leggings. I've seen the underwear, I, and I was like, "But I yeah. don't want to buy the big clunky yep. underwear to go underneath my leggings." Right. You and like to go commando, so yep, that leggings exist now, and biker. I think I saw biker shorts or something. Mm. Well, Man, if you're go. willing to test them out, because I just i i have not i haven't been able to get my head around that. 
like like to actually test them like I don't know I feel like just in their pee yes exactly like how how do you verify their claims about how much liquid it can absorb without testing it and testing it by peeing your pants on purpose just feels weird (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I mean I guess the final final trend that it comes to mind now is like the you know we're all about wearing the shorts and like you know it's kind of nice in the summertime wearing liberating wearing shorts and a sports bra if it is hot. hot Yeah, but like when I see some of the athletes like at the CrossFit Games, you know, and some of them things seem to fit really well and mm-hmm, stay in place. Mm-hmm. Some of them like there's some ladies with some serious thighs, and that's great. Yeah, not bashing the thick thighs, but sometimes like I've seen one athlete comes to mind, and her shorts always look so tiny. Yeah, like it's uncomfortable to look at. And it's true. I mean, some. You, the the riding up the the wedgies whether it's front or back um, don't look comfortable I'm like, to work out in but... that would that would annoy me or if I was wearing like clothes that small I'd be mildly distracted from my performance just thinking like yeah is is there any part of my body still in this small amount of material like I would want to go out if I was performing in front of thousands of people being very confident that I didn't have to worry about like you know, things falling out. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, maybe, and maybe you just get used to it. Cause like the very first time I wore shorts in a workout, like, and I, I'm, I'm sure it was years ago when I got talked into it the first time. And you know, it's only in the last year or so that I'm really embracing wearing the damn shorts. But early on, I mean, I, it felt so strange. Mm -hmm. Like I was so self-conscious of like my body, like jiggling or like moving or, even just things like a barbell touching my bare skin was like, like that's you just a weird have to get, to get used past. to it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure those games athletes just, they're so used to it. If they train that way, they just Things don't stay think in about place. it. But I mean, I feel like, how do, how do you get used to wedgies? I mean, like, I know when there's fabric up my butt. <laughs> and like, wedgie technology. Right? There's, yeah. That's what you need to invent. Yeah, I'm sure that exists too. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, mean, I don't really know how you'd engineer that, but hey, like like panels, like stiffer panels that. <laughs> All I know we'll is work that, on that I am grateful that we are not confined to vigorous housework. Yeah, that we are not wearing woolen bloomers and long oh, sleeve shirts, and that we have. Yeah. I mean, freedom. You have some cute long sleeve workout shirts. We sometimes train in long sleeves. But not like a but they're not made button of down they're wool not shirt and collared. <laughs> um, but I mean, right? Like now, also, I think of things we do wear that, because I mean, maybe those collars at some point had like an actual function to them. But I feel like now our clothes are so much more technical. Like we've talked about sweat wicking and um, pee absorbing. <laughs> um, but right, but we also very regularly use chesties which are like padded collarbone protection i mean women 100 years ago there wasn't like it seems like we emit a lot more bodily fluids in public these days probably (laughs) and that's true apologies for all the non-crossfitters out there who are like why are these people talking about peeing so much why would you go to the gym Um, and just pee yourself yeah (laughs) i mean it's never encouraged but it's good it's a good reminder because if hannah does have to do hundreds of double unders tomorrow stand back yeah yeah (laughs) definitely want to go 
Go to the bathroom right before that workout. Will my ego let me carry on? Or will I just push on through live on Instagram? There you go. And that is the question because I am, that is the mindset game, right? Do you have enough mental fortitude to pee yourself to make sure you don't have that set get broken? (laughs) But I will definitely be wearing appropriate leggings so that should that happen, it will be disguised as best as it possibly can be. Yes, yes. There are some colors that are really bad for double under day or Don't wear heavy light squat gray. clean day. Light gray just turns into I remember jar- that charcoal era. gray. I learned yeah. that one. I used to have this pair of like light gray Nike booty shorts. And when I first started getting yeah. double unders, did this fiendish workout that was like chest five rounds, like an amount of chest bars, and then like 50 double unders. And like my first set, I like linked 20 and then I got 30 and then I got 40. Yeah. And then I realized that I was peeing myself and the a guy that I thought was really hot was at the gym. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And yeah. I looked down and I was like, there's no way I could explain this to sweat. So I, my way, <laughs> I like started excessively chalking my hands and then kind of just like, oh my goodness. trying to like pat it down with some chalk to see if it was somehow absorbed. <laughs> absorb the pee with I mean it's not a bad impulse um that's hilarious but yeah it's true I do feel like I mean I guess this could be the case in any of the decades of gym fashion where the idea was to look good for other people I do feel like CrossFit kind of takes that away from you like the clothes I wear for CrossFit are very appropriate to like the physical things I'm doing and I don't always look good <laughs> like, that's a good point like the glamorous um, 50 shot with like when I'm yeah, talking about like the yeah, knitted boob tube and, and the play like, suits yeah. like this isn't like playtime anymore it's like we, we, we it's need, work it's time. business like yeah. this needs to work it needs to yeah. like, perform it needs to serve a purpose yeah. and we want it to look great too yeah. which is why we have to keep buying new stuff because you know yeah. friends yeah um new releases um <laughs> But it needs to be functional. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Um... And when you're doing, like, some kind of gnarly-ass workout where you're sweating and your hair's flying everywhere, like, if those handstand push-ups, I look ridiculous. You're right. Kind of oh, just, like, hair. The thought yeah, of looking whole... glamorous in any way is it's just out the window. I just want my clothes to stay put and function and hopefully not show my butt crack. Right, right. It's, uh, yeah, it's just simple desires from our clothes. So if just... I've ever missed squat-proof leggings, you know, and then my leggings are not squat-proof, feel free to tell me. I'm not going to be Okay, excited. fair enough. I want to know. Um, yes. And I feel like, actually, just recently, you've, you have, uh, you have taken pictures or video of me doing things in classes to make a comment on the, the movement. And because of those, I have realized, like, I don't think I'm going to wear those leggings ever again. Like, Hannah sent me this very cool photo a while back, um to show me like my back gains it was great it was like really encouraging and all i could see in the photos my back did look kind of cool but in the photo i was also like "Ooh, those leggings they're they're technically squat proof but the inside color was really showing through and i was like that just doesn't look good those leggings have been retired oh dang well there you have it uh Thank you to Mr. Motivator. <laughs> Mr. Motivator. For your, oh, man. your influence. Def- I am definitely going to be looking up those videos. And, uh, yeah, now perform the old squat-proof check. Yep. My Just method is look over advice. your shoulder. Rachel says stick your head through your legs. Through and, your legs. And, get a good um, glimpse. And, you know, if all else fails, ask a good friend. Exactly. 
Um, yeah. Wear black when double undering. There you go. Never wear light gray if you think you're going to pee your pants. And we will leave you <laughs> on that very informative and very important note. Thank you for listening, <laughs> and we'll chat to you next time.